Welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame. My name is Janet. And I'm Elena. Woo! We watched the Hallmark movie. We watched Sweet Home Alabama. Did we? <laughs> we? Oh my gosh, we did. Oh, we sure did. <laughs> but... In Louisiana. Um, but I wish we did. I know. It <laughs> I made... wish we watched Sweet Home Alabama. This movie made me want to watch Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we watched A Home by Spring. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, they mean spring in two years. <laughs> Home by yeah. spring two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> and then even... But it... At the end of the movie, there's another jump in time. Yeah, so it's summer. It's like, who knows when it is at the end of the movie? This title, maybe was it's picked out of a hat. The next spy a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wish they had. Uh, I don't know that you you'd think they would have played up the southernness, like Dixie Spring. Or violets mm. on the bayou. Wild violets. Yeah, they were obsessed with wild violets. Yeah. I can't remember why. She asked for them, and he went to go pick them, but she meant get them from my mother's florist shop. Oh, yeah. It was a hilarious story they told for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't hilarious. <laughs> um... Let's describe the plot in 60, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 it's seconds. your turn. It's my turn. Wait, I give me... I have my stopwatch up. Here let, we go. Let me, wait. Let me compose, oh. compose myself. Oh, you pre-composed, Let me compose huh? myself. No, I'm not. Okay. okay. Now we know. <laughs> go. Loretta is an event planner in Los Angeles. She plans an event in her hometown of St. Francisville, Louisiana, posing as her boss to try to get her client, whose name is Peter, uh, into the good graces of his future father-in-law. It's definitely Paul. Okay. Um, Reclaiming my time. (laughs) 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 It works out pretty well, but also they're staying at an inn owned by her ex-boyfriend, and they fall back in love. 43 seconds. Okay. And there's... Anyway. Wayne and Loretta. Wayne and Loretta. This makes me Obviously, they're young people. Yeah, and these are two of the youngest seeming leads we've had. They could be in high school. Oh, for sure. And it makes me... It's like they named them Wayne and Loretta to be like, they're from the South, though. But I'm like, they're... There are right. southern names that don't make you sound like you own a Waffle House. <laughs> Which is a great life. I'm just trying to think of somebody who's, like, established. Yeah. You know, Wayne and Loretta have been around the block. <laughs> yeah, these are AARP names. Yeah. Um, whereas this Wayne and Loretta are, I would call them, like, 24. But I think they could easily be cast in an MTV high school show. Well, it's funny you say that. Easily. Because Wayne, played by Steve McQueen, right, um, was on Vampire Diaries. 
Hey! Is that why they have him in a black leather jacket the entire time? Quite possibly. And Ugh, in that way. in that show, he started out as like the kid brother of the lead. Like okay. she's probably I mean, supposedly when the show starts, she's like a sophomore in high school. And he's supposed to be like in eighth grade or something. Are they both vampires? Um, by the end of the series. She's a vampire. He's something else. He's a diary. He's he's, <laughs> he's been turned into a diary. He's some well. He's dead, but he he's something. Cool. Everybody's supernatural at one point. Listen, lots of vampire diaries. Spoilers in this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, okay. but it's like when the show starts, it's like he's the the kid kid brother. And at one point, like, he starts dating one of her friends, and it's so weird mm. for everybody. Because they're like, but you're Jeremy. We used to babysit you. So I'm very used to thinking of him as a teen. Okay. And was he moody, and did he have a southern accent? He was very moody, and he didn't have a southern accent, but he did do the same thing where he, like, never fully opens or moves his mouth when he speaks. Okay. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, asked me to go to the mall. Hey, Janet, want to go to the Deb? <laughs> or Claire's? You know, at the mall. Uh, the mall? What? You want to go to the mall? Like, I don't <sighs> yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't describe it, but he has this vocal quality that's very, like... I can't describe it. Yeah, it's it's weird and it It's like a bad Elvis impression. It's like his voice emotes more than his face. Like he has a very he sort of has like a a mask of a face. And he tries to do it all with his voice, but all while not moving his mouth. It's like a weird ventriloquist. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's I don't find him very appealing. Um, as an actor, I think just as a character, ugh. Yeah. The, the worst. Bummer. Thumbs down to the sky. That's a song I'm working on. <laughs> Thumbs down to this guy. Yeah. It's it a Dixie Chicks B side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it Dixie Spring. <laughs> thumbs down to this guy. Every verse. Earl got a thumbs down. <laughs> every verse is just like a long story about how a guy was like emotionally unsupportive, and then the chorus is like, thumbs, thumbs down, down to this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will buy that song of for the you. Year. I will give you a dollar ninety nine. We need it. It's the song we need. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah, he is the worst. He is. And as you said, he is wearing a leather jacket. Ninety percent of the time. Oh my gosh! And why? It doesn't totally fit. It's he like he never wears flannel once. Yeah. He, he should. He should. He definitely should. Um, it's like when they go hiking, he's wearing more of a hiking waterproof jacket. 
and when they go fly fishing, he's wearing like pajamas. He's wearing the weirdest (laughs) fly fishing outfit. But at one point, he's wearing like a very, very bright blue, like fleece that's like very tailored looking. And it's yeah. like, he makes fun of this guy for being in a hiking magazine, but he is straight up REI. Oh, yeah. When he takes off that leather jacket. He has his REI tailored. Yeah. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. And he's mean. Yeah. Like, he owns the Sundown Inn. And Loretta is an event planner, and she brings her clients there to spend this weekend that she has planned. And he just undermines her as often as possible. Um, I started writing them down. Great. Undermines her on the hike. Undermines her at dinner. (laughs) Undermines her over coffee. Uh, Like, undermines constantly. Yeah, and he's fully aware that, like, her career is riding on this job. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, like, particular weekend. And he just, he's so disdainful of what she's trying to do. I... And he can't even fix his own truck. (laughs) And he painted it matte black. (laughs) What? Loretta flies in from L.A. and straight up fixes his truck for him. I hate how judgmental he is. (laughs) Let's judge him more. (laughs) Um, yeah... He's the, he's the worst. Yeah. And the thing is, he he constantly undermines her in front of people. And then at the very end, they have this private moment where he says, you can figure this out because you're the smartest person I know. Really, bro? <laughs> you spent the whole movie saying that you're the smartest person you know. Yeah. So don't fall for this, please. But she does. Yeah. Oh, Wayne. Ugh. And she is very resourceful. We learn this because in an early scene, she fixes oh a bouncy castle <laughs> with a butter knife. More specifically, <laughs> by sh- opening the blower, the cover off, yeah, the bouncy castle, like, inflator, inflator motor, mm-hmm. and sticks a butter knife in it. Well, it's plugged in. <laughs> and twists. <laughs> and saves all the children. And the bouncy there. castle reinflates, and then she just walks away. I mean, it, what? And then somebody's like, wow, great job. She's like, my dad had me fixing engines since I was 11. I'm like, cool. Um, He's this like, honey, grab a butter knife. My favorite <laughs> lines in the whole movie, um, where Peter Paul... The man who's about to hire her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that she's been fixing engines. And then she says, I mean, I practically grew up in the woods. And then <laughs> Peter Paul's fiance goes, you grew up in the woods. You grew up in the woods. Like, tell me more <laughs> about being Nell. <laughs> oh, so man. funny. You remember that? You grew up in the woods. In the woods. She's so like intrigued and like maybe turned on. Um, (laughs) You remember (laughs) that episode of Parks and Rec? Oh, you mean Andy and April's fancy party? 
I think so. Yeah, I'm familiar. Are you now? In the movie now? <laughs> it's a great moment. <laughs> great. Oh, man. I was just on a different podcast where I was interviewed about my love of that episode. Mm-hmm. So check out. Oh, I didn't realize it was that CTV. episode. Yeah. Well, I did two of them. Yeah. Love. No. Movie now. Um, here's another interesting development. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that we know of that we have seen product placement in a Hollywood oh, movie. Oh man, the, what a moment! And what, and what a product! <laughs> and what a wonderful product! Okay, if we were just gonna say, "Hey Janet, in this one there's going to be product placement," what do you think they're gonna try and place? Kleenex. Ooh. I mean, that's what they definitely do in their commercials. Yeah. Or, like, tea. Mm. Or... I might say jewelry. Oh, yeah. Open Hearts Collection. Oh, yeah. Baby. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, that'd be great. People, you just have a character mm-hmm. give it to another character. We, we did see it in a Christmas movie. It was that ornament house. Rolling cart of ornaments. What? In, I think it was the twin Mm -hmm. Christmas. They're decorating a tree, and there's like a rolling cart from like balsam. Oh, the the fake tree. Balsam Hill. It is not a fake tree, it's the ornament caddy. Oh. And then it cuts to commercial, and it's like, shows that scene again. Oh, but there was also the fake tree. I don't remember the picture. I do. Because they, like, trust zoomed in on the box. You're the smartest person I know. <laughs> but you're always wrong. <laughs> and I'll make you prove it every day. It's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, the product placement in this movie was... Fish, fish oil! oil. <laughs> and... Why? <laughs> Fish oil, nature-made fish oil. And I'm all about some omega-3s. I mean, great. God bless them. It's when (laughs) Loretta is in L.A. packing to go home. Is she? Her boyfriend Howard is packing for her to go home. (laughs) Is she in L.A.? I was like, yeah. She is in L.A. But... Boyfriend's doing all the packing. Yeah, her. her boyfriend Howard is packing her suitcase. And he's like, well, you're going home. You're going to need your energy. And, like, pulls a big bottle of nature-made fish oil. And then, like, sets it down on the, on the suitcase, yeah. in the suitcase. And then there's, like, a close-up of it nestled in among her clothes. Really fantastic. Oh, my. Fantastic work, Hallmark. Like, literally, all we know that she brought was fish oil and high heels. (laughs) You know, for a trip to the bayou. (laughs) I loved it. Let's talk about Howard. Okay. So, Howard is her boyfriend in L.A. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. They have, not a fight, but they go to brunch, and she's like, I don't get it. Why do people like brunch? And he's like, brunch is great. I'm like, this is not, 
it was a weird way to be like, she's not into this big city life. She doesn't like brunch. I'm like, pick something else. Yeah. Everybody likes brunch. I've had a lot of brunch in the South. <laughs> they like it down there. <laughs> yeah. I, I have only heard of one person that I know of who doesn't like brunch. And they were like, I want all the meals. I want breakfast and lunch. Don't try and give me one. Right. Which I think is funny. That's funny. Like Like you're trying to cheat them out of one of their meals. Right. Which I wasn't trying to. I was just like, I want to sleep in. They're like, you're allowed to eat before if you want. Right. I'm like, fine. We'll push it back an hour and get lunch. Yeah. Is that cool? Um, anyway, anyway, but <laughs> the best part about Howard is that later in the movie, he decides to fly to Louisiana to surprise Loretta, and she, of course, is posing as her boss, yeah, event planner Amy Bennett, and so he's like, oh, well, I don't think Amy Bennett would be with Howard. An actor. <laughs> I think she would be with someone more like... Pierce Barnum. Barnum? Pierce Barnum. Gallery owner. <laughs> I wish the movie was about Pierce Barnum, oh, gallery owner. So funny. <laughs> and so then he pretends to be British and is telling all the guests about his gallery. He was, and, then he, and then he proposes to her because he just gets so caught up in the moment. I thought that was funny. I thought it was going to be like a real proposal. But to have him be like, yeah, I just got real into the character was actually really funny to me. Um, and, okay, as long as we're talking about the golden gems of this movie, mm-hmm. the reason he gets so caught up in his character is because we have the world's most hilariously awkward campfire singing moment. Where Paul's to be father in law, hopefully, if the weekend goes well. <laughs> this movie is all about one dude trying to romance another dude. Yeah. So that he can marry his daughter. Very odd. Um, so this father in law dude, Arthur, go into town with this song that's terrible. And it's like, I want to be barefoot with you. <laughs> it was it was called like Barefoot Days. Barefoot Days. I, I want to give you Barefoot Days. Which? Nothing, okay. to, nothing to do. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the verses were like, go and do a fishing hole. But he got so into it. He was like trying to... Britney Spears. His eyes were closed. (laughs) Yeah, he was doing these, like, runs with this, like, chill-ass song. (laughs) I I wanna, I wanna fish in a hole. Yeah. It's like the one person at the karaoke bar. Comes down to this guy. It's like the one person at the karaoke bar who gets up and then, like, very earnestly sings Leanne Rhymes. And you're like, no, 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 we're all just having fun. And they're like, <laughs> and you're like, all right. Like, you're not going to get a record deal here. 
not, not this, here. This bar on Much a Thursday night. night in Chicago. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Um, it reminded me, a friend of mine once, her boyfriend's dad bought a karaoke machine mm-hmm. and would just like invite people over to, <laughs> yep. to do karaoke with him. But it was all so that he could sing Waiting on the World to Change. <laughs> And he would like get really into it and sway back and forth, like waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. This isn't just singing podcast. Yeah, I love it. Um, I did karaoke right before the night before Thanksgiving right last before year. you came here. Right before I came, <laughs> just stopped over tits and quick bars. Um, there were two groups the night before Thanksgiving in this dive bar in Chicago. My group of hilarious people. And the other group of, like, legit opera singers <laughs> wow. were way too serious about it. And every song was operatic. I'm like, oh, man. But, like, what were they singing? Um, they sang um, uh, To Dream the Impossible Dream. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, so many... So many ballads. And, like, some pop stuff, some pop ballads that they then operified. Mm-hmm. Totally a word. Operfi- operated. They operated <laughs> it. They operated on. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends sings I Don't Know How to Love Him. as his go-to karaoke song. Oh. It's amazing. All right. Brings down the house every time. I did see someone sing... Um, Defying Gravity from Wicked Ooh. when it had Wicked was like just becoming popular and in the zeitgeist and there was someone in the back of the bar like the only other person who knew this song and they walked forward with their arms outstretched <laughs> and the person singing just started reaching out to them and they just they met at the stage and just wow. sang it at each other it was so intense and beautiful. Wow. Like, the song wasn't necessarily beautiful, but, like, this moment for them, I could not stop watching. Wow. This Hallmark movie, though, I probably could have stopped I could have stopped watching it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Howard was amazing. So the, the whole yeah. point of the weekend is that Howard is an outdoorsy guy. And Paul... Arthur. Oh my gosh. Yes, Arthur. Arthur is an outdoorsy man, and Paul wants to marry his daughter. And so he plans this weekend to make himself look outdoorsy. Yeah. So Loretta's whole job is to, like, try to make him look cool. But it's not working. Arthur is onto his game. And... The dumb Wayne is also being such a douche about it. Mm-hmm. He is not trying to help them at all, and that's their whole goal. Yeah, and because Loretta has this whole itinerary, and like the, one of the first things is they're going to go on like a short hike, and then Paul is like struggling <laughs> to keep up, and then Wayne's like, you know what, this hike isn't cool enough. Let's just go off the trail. Let, he says, let the trees go where the trees tell us or something. It's like, it, yeah. the trees, no. You're just, 
No, what? Let's just get lost in the woods. Uh, yeah, he's just a big, he's just a big jerk. He is. He's a big jerk. The other thing that I found just very strange about this. Okay. Is that ostensibly Arthur and Paul are spending the weekend together. However, they are never not in the company of their event planner, her mom, yeah. and the owner of and the her inn. ex-boyfriend. <laughs> It's there are odd. no other guests. Like Wayne, who owns this inn, apparently just has nothing to do but take them around. <sighs> and uh, Loretta's mom is there because she's a florist. She's a florist, <laughs> but she's doing all the cooking, which is very <laughs> odd as well. She makes them spam sausage. What? I feel like you're in Louisiana. You could have had a lot more fun. Yeah. Make an alligator sausage. Yeah. That sounds great. Come on. Um, another thing, Paul eventually finds out that Loretta is pretending to be Amy, her boss. Mm-hmm. He finds out and there are virtually no consequences. It was one of many lectures that happened in this movie. And it was such a dad moment. Where he's like, I'm just going to play it off for the rest of this trip. But we will have a bigger discussion when we get back to L.A. (laughs) Like, it should have ended with the phrase, young lady. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. (laughs) That's a very good. I also would like to point out that Wayne, who I've already said, is a big thumbs down. Has no friends. He has that one guy friend. So I want to argue that. Okay. Because that guy works for him in the summer. (laughs) Yeah. And he leaves for the winter, and and Wayne never knows that he has left for half the year. Yeah, the guy, like, goes to Bermuda every winter, he says. Yeah, and the guy's like, oh. And Wayne's like, what do you do? So this is like the only person that he has contact with. And he only has contact with him half the year. Wayne's a horrible boss and friend. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of pressure on Loretta to be his entire world. (laughs) Yeah, he's never left San Francisville. He's never been out of the country. Yeah. And it's just like this. <sighs> he there is, there is a moment where they go to like the market, mm-hmm. like they're like the spring festival, <laughs> and he goes to like buy some candied pecans, and the woman's like, "Oh, they're free, like for what you did oh. for us," and then Loretta's like, "What do you mean?" and the woman says, oh, my husband was injured last year and Wayne like, with helped with the harvest. So he's a good neighbor. He's a, like, and that's what he says. He's like, this is St. Francisville. Like, neighbors help each other out. But, yeah, I don't think he's friends with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be friends with him. No, he's grouchy and terrible. Yeah. And... Never takes off his jacket. Never takes off that jacket in the Louisiana spring. What in the world? Where were the bugs? 
understand. Every time they were near a body of water, I was like, where are the bugs? How are you not... <laughs> you show me them bugs. How are you not getting eaten alive? I'm like, let's just walk out into this dock and pretend like it's really fun. Yeah. I, so I was in New Orleans last fall, and my coworker and I went on a kayak tour of the swamp. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. I hate it. You love it. Yeah. 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 But so we bought this bug spray Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, the strongest bug spray on the market. (laughs) You're not supposed to get it near your face at all. Okay. And even, or like you spray it on your hands and then pat it on your face, but you're not supposed to like ingest it at all, obviously. But it's, like, it's aerosol. So especially when you're spraying it all around, it just, like, floats in the air. So anyway, we were putting on this bug spray, and then I was like, oh, my lips are numb. Oh, my gosh. Lauren <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, mine too. My whole face is numb. So we were, it was insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and we actually, we were spraying it, and then somebody else on our tour was, like, 10 feet away, and then all of a sudden, they were like, what? Like, they all started coughing, because they were like, what is that? We're like, sorry. Sorry, we're killing you. Sorry, sorry we're just that. spraying some noxious, noxious chemicals in the air. But, uh, no bug bites. That's good. I don't think we have bug bites either. Because I was there. <laughs> <clears throat> I think for a bachelor party mm-hmm. and we were kayaking on the bayou and I think this is a terrifying thing I think that the word bayou I only see on TV when they're finding a dead body mm-hmm. it's like where you go to hide stuff <laughs> Okay, you hide dead bodies murder weapons and the things that are already there are the animals that will eat you so I was real Real anxious about it. And then there were fish that would jump out, and I lost my mind anytime <laughs> a fish jumped in the water. So, it was rough on me. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. I'm so glad you did. Survived. And then I gave... I couldn't bring the bug spray back with me, obviously, on the plane, so I gave it to... A, because it's a weapon. It's so strong, it's considered Because <laughs> it's an aerosol. But I gave it to a friend of mine who's a hunter. Good. So, yay. Um, (laughs) The other, so, I forgot to write down the line. And then, because I was like, oh, I'll remember that. And then I immediately forgot it. But when Arthur is singing, and then his song is over, and they all clap. Yeah. The mom, Susan, says something like, uh, oh, wow, you're a great singer. <laughs> Is there anything you can't do? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm a terrible dancer. And then he goes, just kidding, I'm a great dancer. <laughs> Arthur. Oh, Ar- Arthur what? was feeling it. Feeling himself. Yeah. <laughs> After making everyone... Listen to him sing that song. 
he ends with, and I'm a great dancer, baby girl. <laughs> I'm a great dancer. <laughs> so weird. Oh, dear. Um, oh. I mean, the this, men movie, in this, movie. this movie was very, they were very silly. Also, mm-hmm. like, not a ton happened, but I felt like everything was moving at a lightning pace. But she had that itinerary. It just seemed like they were always like, okay, like end scene. Like they could not spare a single like silent beat. But you're like, but what is even happening? You're just spending two days in the woods. One thing is that it happens quite often that the two leads in a Hallmark movie are, you know, first loves who Mm -hmm. grew apart. In this one, they actually show you that. They show them together two years earlier, and then they show the breakup. And I really liked the breakup. I thought that she did a great job of being like, I have to go to L.A. because I have this opportunity, and I want to know. I don't want to have that question. Yeah. He doesn't take it well. No. He's like, in protest, I'm never taking off this jacket. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing I was wearing the last time you're ever going to kiss me. I wish that it was an actual line. It would actually give the context to that dumb jacket. That that was amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I was like, um, just so I have energy, I'll take nature's made fish oil. <laughs> Life in LA is stressful and fast. Good thing I have my nature's made fish oil. I take my vitamins. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean... Do you want to Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame it? Oh, this one's good for me. Um, I'm afraid you have Hall of Shame. I'm afraid you're going to take my Hall of Fame. Oh, I've got two quotes down. Okay, you start. I'll do do the other one. Okay. Well, we're going to do Hall of Shame first. Okay. Um... Well, the first thing I wrote down for Hall of Shame was the jacket, and we've covered that at length. So, what I will say is that there is so much snooping in this movie. Yes. So much snooping that's not okay. Uh, In L.A., when she's at the birthday party where she restarts the bouncy castle, she then, like, runs into Paul and his girlfriend... And they have they like have her planner, right? And they're like, "Were you looking for this?" And she's like, "Oh, my planner." And he was like, "I had to look through it. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. You're very thorough." And then he like wanted to hire her, but it's like, what if that wasn't a work planner? Yeah. What if she has her ovulation cycle in there? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what? what if she there? <laughs> Fertility what? problems. This is like the largest binder. <laughs> Leather bound. It's huge. It looks exactly like my ovulation calendar. <laughs> so you bring up an excellent point. <laughs> there could have been all kinds of information in there. Uh, she also, I'm not even done. Uh, <laughs> later in the movie, she well, she's going through a drawer looking for a pen and she finds... Wayne's passport. That's unavoidable because he told her to look in that drawer. But then yeah. she picks it up and like leaves through it. Yeah. Um, 
She also finds a ring in his toolbox, has a good gander at that. At one point... Which she immediately puts together was intended for her two years ago. Yeah. He didn't take that out of his toolbox in two years? I know, that's really unsafe. Uh, at one point, Paul answers her phone. Yep. Like, just her cell phone. Yeah. That one I could give a little slack to because it had her name. Because it was her boss calling and he thought that was her name. Yeah. So maybe he thought she was calling for him. It was weird. There was there was just a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of snooping. Truth. Um... My Hall of Shame is her as the wedding planner at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's supposed to be the wedding of the season. And they decide to have it on the one one of the three set locations <laughs> that they chose, which is this inn. Mm. And they had, like, a, an okay cake. Not wedding of the season cake. Nope. Um, the... They basically just put a white aisle runner down, which they had down for all the guests coming in, which is not how that goes. <laughs> and I know because I'm an event planner and I just did a wedding two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. The crown <laughs> jewel of ridiculousness. I'm so sorry. Being, I'm laughing because I'm so excited about my whole thing. Like, <laughs> well, and I'm trying to then. keep it in. All right. She, the wedding starts and she leaves. Yeah. They, the wedding starts and he's like, hey, let's go for a walk. And they go for a walk. And she just leaves the wedding that she's planned. Yeah. <sighs> in the beginning, it's not okay. No. That was real dumb. <laughs> she's like, my mom's got this. <laughs> cool. I'll Great. just leave Bye. her in charge of the wedding and the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we have to have this one. I don't know, because I actually I think there's there's two. Okay, I'm gonna here I go. Because mm-hmm. if this is the one, if this is, if we have the same one, then I have a backup. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's a scene where Arthur yeah. is talking yeah. to Wayne. This is the this is the crown jewel. Okay. Well the. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, I don't know. what is, He's like, have you ever been in love or, like, whatever? Arthur starts telling this story about when he was a young boy and he had a crush on a girl named Lucille. And then they were out... After church, taking a walk. Taking a walk after church. And he said, I saw... Because he's a birder. Mm-hmm. He saw a bird. Looked like Woody Woodpecker. And then while he was looking at that bird, Lucille kissed him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. So far, cute little story. <laughs> Wayne's response to this story is... You dog. Arthur, you dog. He was a child watching a bird, and a little girl kissed him on the cheek. <laughs> Arthur, you dog. Arthur, you dog. What? Oh, 
My word! Steve McQueen, you earned your paycheck. With just that line. Arthur, you dog. Oh my gosh. I, it was amazing. <coughs> and also, Arthur probably did think that he came off really great in that story. Because Arthur has a very high opinion of himself. Great dancing. His singing and dancing. And then he's like, I put the moves on this girl by looking at a bird. <laughs> and forced her to kiss me on the cheek. Oh, Oh my goodness, it was so funny. Great. So great. I would I would watch it again just for that line. <laughs> I want that to be your new ringtone. <laughs> Arthur, you know. Except I couldn't handle it. It would make me laugh too hard. And then uh, Fine then I want it to be Radio Lani. Radio Lani. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's, like, that's my Hall of Fame for this episode and also just, like, for for life. Okay. Just for all time. Your ultimate high in life. Yeah. Is this, this might It might have been my favorite Hall of Fame of all. Yeah, I don't feel like we should even do the backup. The backup's really funny, though. That is the crown jewel of the movie. That is the crown jewel. Yeah. Now we're going to bring you down. Right after she leaves the wedding. Yeah. He takes her to a dock uh-huh. um, where he's getting ready to propose. And his opening line is, I don't know what's prettier, this lake or you? <laughs> oh, Wayne. <laughs> I mean, it's her. Yeah. It's like if you okay if you would try just a little bit harder you know it's like I don't know what's prettier the the mist on the lake at sunset or you just anything besides like this lake this lake this lake you. this lake this lake <laughs> um that is also a or song. just this lake. Can't compare to your beauty. This I used to think this was the prettiest thing like, in the world. But, but now it does, you but standing next you standing next to it. <laughs> I don't even it pales in comparison. I don't even see the lake. This is anymore. the moment you're proposing, Wayne. This lake or <clears throat> you. Yeah. Oh Wayne. I don't know. What smells worse? <laughs> the algae on this lake? Or the jacket you never take off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, Wayne. Then he goes on to have this proposal of, like, I want to travel with you. I want to go places. And she's like, as long as we always come back. <laughs> to this lake. Okay. Are <laughs> my lips numb because of this deep woods off? <laughs> I'd kiss you, but I can't feel my face. <laughs> I. She starts out so great, being like, "I want to take chances in my uh, life." Yeah. And then ends <clears throat> real not great. Yeah, like she goes back to LA, gets a promotion, and then immediately quits her job. 
That was so weird. It's like, I feel like she wanted it. She did. I never, like, she definitely liked being home, but I was never, she was never like, oh, wow, I've been miserable in my high-powered job. I really want to be here getting yelled at by my ex-boyfriend. I love being gaslit. <laughs> really? The, the gas lights twinkle off this lake. This beautiful light. <laughs> This lake or you is also a, a country song that I would like this lake to, <laughs> to hear and have on rotation. For Dixie Spring. Dixie Spring. <laughs> this lake or you. Oh, man. I mean, I had a great time. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, it is fun to have one that's laughably bad. Yeah. And I, I mean... It was laughably bad, but not, like, not a slog to watch. Thank you so much for taking this trip down to Louisiana with me. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to go again and get a Sazerac. <laughs> Woo! Here, here. Let's get one of those big... Oh, at one point in the movie, everybody's sitting around a dining room table drinking glasses of red wine that are filled to the brim. To the brim. I'd also like to point out, at the eight-year-old's birthday party, when she jams that knife in a, a running motor, right before that, she was like, oh, Annabelle, you get the special no-nut cake, uh -huh. which means they had children with nut allergies. And we're still serving nuts. And children don't like nut cake. All of that was terrible. But, you know, at least neither cake had sparklers on it. I hate that. They've been listening. <laughs> you, that was a real nice troll. <laughs> like even, I've learned something. You even dropped into a real smooth <laughs> troll, Janet. <laughs> It's important to you, so it's important to me. That was so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Cool. Okay, bye. Bye.